I'm about ready to speak to Don Preston. He is one of the original mothers of invention, which is Frank Zappa's first um, big venture into music. And uh, right now I'm I'm building a salad because I haven't eaten for 24 hours. I'm, literally, I have no time to sit down and do podcasts like normal people do. Like, I wonder what their lives are like where they have peace and quiet and they can actually sit down and talk in a soundproof room. Me, I have to do it while I'm sitting in the car, <laughs> out walking, going to the grocery store, building a salad or whatever. Like I just, I have to multitask. That's, that's how it is when you're, you're juggling a million different things. Yes. So bear with me during the conversation with me and Don. You'll hear interruptions and stuff like that. He lost the Wi-Fi connection like four times. So he had to call back and rejoin the conversation. So sometimes it doesn't flow. So try to, um, to go with the flow, make your own flow. Okay. He's 88 years old. What the hell do you expect? You know, like we're both not, um, we're not Bill Gates. Okay. So we're dealing with technology the best we can. And, um, I hate how you can hear my floors creaking in the background. Like what the fuck? Anyhow, uh, Don is so sweet and told me a lot of new stuff that I didn't know. I think it's a great, a great conversation, but I just wanted to prepare you. First, you're going to hear um, Don's testimonial that he made for me a couple of years ago. He made a video saying how much he loves me and my massage business and stuff. I grabbed that audio and I'm weaving it into this podcast because why not? It's Don Preston. He's amazing. He's an icon in the music industry. Musicians know who, who he is, okay? He's not a hot 16-year-old named Justin Bieber. He's, you know, was doing music before. <laughs> I don't know. He's a pioneer, okay? He will tell you some of the stuff that he started with Frank. And that just boggles my mind. I'm not going to reveal it right now. So listen to the testimonial, what he says about me, which is very sweet, very flattering. I cherish this so much that I want to share it with you. And that's why it's in the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm not bragging. This is just something that Don Preston made for me. And it's a keepsake. Okay. It's so special for me when they do this. And, um, then you'll hear Don talking. I was sitting in my car at the time in the parking lot of a playground in Rutherford, Rutherford, I say it wrong every time, Rutherford, New Jersey, watching my son play. And of course, my son comes a few times and interrupts us. That's fine. But if you hear my car beeping and my kid yakking in the background, that's, that's how it is. That's how it is. It's gonna, that's how it's going to be. I am not high tech. I am <laughs> on the low end of the spectrum as far as quality recordings go, okay? However, you'll get to hear some inside gossip and, oh my God, this, this conversation between us, me and Don, it takes 
many dangerous turns. <laughs> it might piss a few people off, actually. But you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. If it pisses people off, too bad. Get over it. Um, honesty is best, you know? Just say what you gotta say. And uh, let the cards fall where they will. So, here you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Don Preston. Hi, my name is Don Preston. And I just wanted to say a few words about Dr. Dodd. She is one of the uh, great people in the music industry. She provides massages all over the world. So, I, I, you know, when you're touring, life can be hard. It can be really hard. Long rides on the plane and the bus. And then you have to perform at night and be at your top shape. And, and for me, it's ridiculous with the music I have to play. And uh, one of the best things you can do is get a massage. And, uh, you know, Dr. Dot has a lot of trained assistants all over the world. And they're all trained by her. And man, do they know how to get rid of your tension. She's been doing this for years with some of the top names in the music business. Like one of the people I remember is uh, Lady Gaga. So, you know, she's the one to go to because she is absolutely the best. Don. Hi. Hello. So, how the hell have you been? I've been good and very, you know, I, I never stopped working, that kind of thing. Well, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm, I've just uh, got an album coming out uh, in the next day or two called Reflections. And um, I'm work already working on a new album of electronic music. Wait, you have an album coming out in, a, in two days called Reflections? Yeah. Who's on it besides you? No, well, there's this one guy, uh, boy, right this second, I can't recall his <laughs> name, but uh, uh, that's uh, nothing new. I mean, no, it's all right. But where where can people get okay. this record on iTunes or Amazon? I'm going to put, I mean, because I haven't done it yet, it's not anywhere. So, but I'm going to put it on, uh, I miss, I might open this. I used to have a store on Amazon and I uh, might do that oh. again. It's called Don's Don store. And uh, yeah, and I'm probably going to put it on Facebook. Uh, okay. I'll be looking for it and I'll post it in the Zappa group. And there's a grandmother's website that I'll, I'm going to put that stuff on. Mm -hmm. And this, the other album so, that you're working on right now, that's also just you, the electronic music. Yeah. And I don't have a name for that yet, but it, uh, I'm, I've just been gathering stuff together about a cello. Ooh. So interesting. And uh, I'm using that. To generate sound for the electronic music, putting it through different everything. What genre would so, you say uh, that is? Is, is it well, going to be like techno-y or what? 
Like what when you say electronic it's, music? It's the electronic music, but pure electronic music, no drums and bass and stuff like that. Hmm. I mean, uh, it used to be a time when when you said electronic music, it meant you know electronic music, <laughs> nothing else. And but now now people have kind of like tried to make it popular and uh, playing bass and drums and oh, I get what you mean. Stuff like that, yeah. So, would this be good background music for a movie, or or just good for driving? What, what do you? Th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, just sit in your living room and listen to it. You know, mm-hmm. the way people used to do many years ago. Hmm. Um. So you've made two albums during this lockdown thing. Yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, as I said, one is already done, and, and now I'm going to start on this one. That's great that you're being productive, you know? Yeah. I'm doing that. Uh, my wife had got, just got in a film, and then uh, someone called me today to be in a film. Really? And Yeah. And also do the music. I'm doing the music for two films as soon as they get done. Oh, this is great news. But when, yeah. when when you say be in a film, like you're going to be an actor as well? No, uh, it's actually this other thing is is not a real film. It's it's more like a a club. I know these women. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> one of them is uh, she's like seventy uh, eight, and she's got a killer body. And she she uh, she does like uh, workouts, and then she has a lot of clients that she teaches. You know how, like a sports so she, trainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a trainer. Anyhow, she's she's got so many things going. It's there. There's another movie she wants me to do some music on uh, called Haunted Hookers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you will. Haunted so, hookers. Yeah, right. Haunted hookers. It's hilarious. Well, that's almost as bad as the the last movie I did was called Dances with Werewolves. Mm. So, and actually, that was quite a good movie. You never know what you're gonna get when you know when you do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, it it sounds like you have one project after the other falling into your lap, which is amazing. There's so many frustrated musicians right now. So, well, I know. I mean, this is just happening in the in, in the last. So, oh. <laughs> all the rest of the time, I've just been uh, not doing much like everyone else, except that I've been trying to create stuff. You know. But don't you think touring is exhausting, anyways? I don't think that's going to be a possibility until maybe I'm hoping that July, you know, things may have settled down because mm-hmm. uh, I might be able to work at the Zappanale. Oh, I would love to go to the Zappanale. Oh, my yeah. God. Great. Is it, is it planned? Um, no, it's not planned. I haven't spoken to anyone, but I, I should talk to someone in a few days. Oh, I should I should reach out to 
Wolf Wolfheart. Yeah, Wolfheart. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it would be such a pity to because they didn't oh, have it that, last year. Uh, hmm? A couple of years ago, if that uh, Wolfheart and his wife showed up on on my doorstep, and and this is a, kind of a hard place to find. I don't know how they did it, <laughs> but yeah, they they came all the way over here. And came to my house, and we had dinner and, uh, and hung out and everything. You mean they dropped by unannounced, just knocked on the door? Not unannounced. No, I, I was communicating with them, but oh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought surely they're going to call me. Uh, you know, when they get in the neighborhood or something like that. But they oh. just came right to my door and. Uh, it was great. Those those East Germans are very clever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's from the East originally, you know. He's very smart. Nice guy. He's, he's still in the East. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. It's the most beautiful part of Germany, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, yeah it's really. That little town, it's so great. Bad Doberan. Yeah, yeah, Bad Doberan. And where he lives. Have you been to his house? It's so amazing. Oh, yeah, lots of times. Oh, God. I could, I could totally move in there. And the the zappy zappa room. Oh yeah, he's got so much. Everything. He's he's got it, he's got it good. So well, you know, I don't know if you know what he does for a living. Yeah, he he does like cable antennas and stuff, right? He has a cable company. Yeah, he's loaded. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't need the zappanella to make money. He does it because he loves zappa. Oh, no, no. Jamming with us, I had a band that was just experimental music, and I had all kinds of weird instruments there, and it didn't zappa like that. And uh, he even tried to get us a gig at CBS. I think his father worked there. Frank's father worked at CBS, and he was trying to get you a gig on there. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, we saw a in the, the place we were, we were quite a large place. Uh, the door was opening, and these guys were sticking their heads around the corner, looking at us. Probably the local musicians that worked at CBS, and they couldn't believe their eyes because of the stuff we had. I had drive shafts and uh, um, oh god, uh, leaf springs, I mean, a lot of car parts, uh, brake drums. And uh, all kinds of weird stuff like that, you know. I had it in the inside of a piano, but they wouldn't let me take it. <laughs> Couldn't take it there. And I had a bicycle, of course, which Frank played on that I showed him how to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he yeah. learned he learned how to play the bicycle yeah. from you. For me, yes. That's, That's interesting. Uh, that was my instrument long before I met Zappa. I that is so cool. One of them. So, uh, well, I had been a big fan, fan of John Cage's, and he was, he, he didn't do that, but he did a lot of other things leading up to that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And so whose idea was, was it to, you know, create the Mothers of Invention? Oh, well, I'm sure it was, actually, it was uh, the record company. Uh, the, the You know, the Soul Giants were, came first, 
and then Frank had uh, this band, and which he called the Mothers. And and the, then when they signed up with the record company, the record company said, "You can't use the name the Mothers. It's too kind of con connotation of you know motherfucker and whatever mothers." <laughs> so, so they said uh, you have to change the name and, and I'm not sure maybe Tom Wilson came up with it called it, and he said well why not use the mothers of invention and and Frank liked it you know and, and I, well he should it was a great name hmm. and uh, yeah but she was so how long did the mother I mean you've it just gradually drifted apart and he formed his own solo stuff. I mean, just no, quiet. no, no, it wasn't like that at all. It was, uh, first of all, that band started, I'm not sure, 64 or something like that. And uh, around 1970, I believe it was 69 and 70, but in 69, we had a meeting in a hotel room. And he said, I'm, I'm disbanding the band. Oh. And uh, you, you guys, uh, are, I know after this tour, uh, you guys can go your ways and, and that'll, that'll be it. <laughs> well, that wasn't for me, I actually, since I joined the next band he had. <laughs> and even the one after that, I was playing in the band but I was considered a guest artist so, mm -hmm. uh, so obviously he loved you well to a point you know he, he he did he liked a lot of the things I did and a lot of you were there Iqualus Robert Martin am I saying Ray Martin yeah. and I have a picture of the two of you sitting together Oh yeah, I should say. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had we had a great, great time, and we have some goofy pictures from the previous one, me, you, and Napoleon Nappy. Oh yeah. Um, Nappy's um got angry lately. I don't know what's going on with him, but um, so you guys aren't playing together anymore. Well, you know the last Zabinali, which was 2019, or was it? Yeah, yeah, 2019. He was, he wouldn't look at me. He was really angry at me for some reason. I have no That's idea That's what I'm saying. Why. He's mad at everybody. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Except, I mean, when he was in our band, which he was for a long time, he did everything possible to fuck the band up and fuck up the people that are hiring us and, and, and everything. You know, he made enemies of those people. Yeah. So it was like uh, we were gonna, we were just talking and talking about how are we gonna get rid of Napoleon? How are we gonna get rid of him? <laughs> and then finally he came up to us and said, "I'm not doing the tour next." Or, or no, we said something like, "We're gonna do the first three albums on the next tour." And he said, "Well, I'm out of the band then." Oh, because he doesn't so like to we, do the early stuff. No, well. Too bad. That's uh, that's where we all came. From, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, so everyone, anyhow, everyone the, who doesn't know Nappy loves Nappy. They're like, oh my god, he's the nicest, greatest person. He's, but if you know him, you know that he 
is very temperamental. He is extremely talented. There's no doubt about it. However, however, he does get pissed off very easily at everybody. He's so temperamental. I remember I was backstage at the Zappanala and I was, that was my first Zappanala. I think it was 2007. And I was, I was, you know, on stage getting interviewed you know it was like oh dr dot's here because i'm famous in germany i know that sounds gay it sounds like oh she's famous Mm -hmm. like david hasselhoff but so it was a big thing and all the guys wanted to see my jugs and all that stuff right and and so there was a little crack in the backstage gate that was leading out into the audience and it was daytime and so a lot of zappa fans I, I was like looking through the crack and Nappy was standing there signing autographs and I wanted to go out there too to make my way to the Zappateers tent to see Tina and Robin. Mm. So I came out and a lot of guys were like, oh, that's Dr. Dot. Oh, yeah. Last night she played uh, Cruise Slut. Let's get her autograph or something. And so a lot of his people migrated to me and wanted to get my autograph. And I said, oh, I'm, oh my God, Nappy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. And he goes... You couldn't possibly steal my thunder. He was so nasty. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to to be sarcastic at something. You know, I was, I was, Apologize. I was being sweet. Actually, I didn't. You know, and yeah. so he's he's very hard to um to gauge. You never know if he's going to be yeah. sweet or nasty. You never know. Very moody. I know. Yeah. Very moody. Well, you know, he could have broken up with his girlfriend from Florida. Oh, is he still with her? I don't know. I mean, uh, since uh, after he left the band, I wasn't in contact with him at but why all. Would, I don't understand. What do you mean he could have broke up with her? What, to be with me? Are you joking? Well, I just mean that that's an, a reason that he could be so oh, angry. Oh, you mean he's not getting his leg over, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an English term. Yeah, exactly. That'll make any man frustrated. I can understand. Yeah, maybe so. So, anyways, I don't think Nappy will be coming on the podcast. <laughs> um, he came. He came uh, into the Zappa group. I have a Zappa group on Facebook. I think you're in it. Yeah, you are. And he started writing in all caps. Frank would be pissed if people were talking about politics and you don't know which way he leaned. And he just went on these crazy rants, swearing and, and all caps and everything. Uh-oh. And I was like, Nappy, you need to calm down. People don't come in here screaming. And he just kept doing it. And I was like, dude, you got to get a massage or something. You got to relax, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. Well. Let me just say this. I mean, my brother-in-law was for Trump, and and uh, we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and your choice is your choice. Right. That's what the great thing about and, America is anyways. I mean, I know there's international fans who love Zappa, but in America, yeah. voting is supposed to be a private thing. You go into a private booth, and you do your business, and right. that should be the end of the story. Unfortunately, right. the media is professional at dividing people. That's what they like to do because that's how they make money. You know, the slime from the video. And so it's made um, the media, in my opinion, is the number one cause of division in the country. It's really sickening. And um, uh, unfortunately, weak-minded people fall prey to the propaganda Mm -hmm. that the media puts out. 
And the smart people just say, you know what, it's, it, this is business as usual. I'm just going to be productive and make music or make babies yeah. or make pies. You know, life goes on, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, certainly. We, we just have to concentrate on being a good person and not an asshole and everybody will be fine. You know? So I, I did, I have to say about my brother-in-law, he uh, was a concert pianist and it was scheduled to tour across the country with major orchestras. Oh. And he got tendonitis oh. and he couldn't do that. So he went ahead and got his doctor's degree in math. Oh. And he wound up working for JPL and programmed the first Venus probe to go out of our planet and, and go around Venus and come back. Oh, crap. And, uh, and so that's, I mean, you have to realize that that guy is really, really smart. I don't know what his IQ is. But it's, Absolutely. Jeez. It's got to be 170 or something like it. You know? Sounds like he must hang out with Elon Musk. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Wow. Well, and and a very sweet guy too. Very sweet guy. Hey, all walks of life. And your wife, she's still sewing clothes. She's making clothes and not not like a, a business or anything at all. But she, make, she makes she makes your snazzy your snazzy jackets. <laughs> Once, yeah, she she might do that. She promised to do that, but she hasn't come through yet. <laughs> But yeah, she mostly is an actress, and uh, like I said, she's uh, been asked to be in this film—an actress and a seamstress. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, it was um, a bumpy ride getting you on here with all these uh, Wi-Fi connection problems. I'm so happy you, you you're patient with me. You know, I love you, Don. Every time I see you, I just. I just want to squeeze you. You're a sweetheart. Squeeze any time. And your and your wife understands. Just to know Dawn is to love Dawn, and that's just how it is. <laughs> They're very sweet there. You know something? If the Zappanella does happen this summer, I'm going to be there. Wow. I mean, I have. It's been too long. I really want to get back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're there. I will see you there. Well, I hope somebody doesn't pour cold water on your breast. <laughs> well, the, somebody would have to. In the middle of a song. Yeah, somebody would have to. Wait. Freezing weather. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be freezing in July. We're so cold that. Yeah, that's. Remember. Yeah, because it's in the middle of the forest, isn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. And there's and there's uh naked beaches all around Bad Doberon. Wolf, Wolf, really? Wolfheart's son. Christian was, you know, he was hired as a driver and he was supposed to be my driver before, and oh, when, you know, I didn't know. I showed up and they're like, this is your driver. And he was really had the hots for me and he's trying everything to pick me up. He was stalking me at my hotel and everything. And, <laughs> but that was my ride home to Berlin because I lived in yeah, Berlin yeah. at the time. And he's like, oh, let's, let's stop at the beach first. It's so hot. And I want you to see the ocean. I'm like, yeah, okay. I could go for a swim. We're walking through the forest, and then you walk down these long stairs, and there's the beach. Guess what? Nobody on the beach was wearing clothes. And I said, oh um, sorry, I'm a New Englander. You know, I'm from New England. I go, I, I'm too shy. I can't. And he's like, oh, come on, come on. And I'm like, no. And 
I was the only one on the beach wearing a bathing suit. I would not take my clothes off. I mean, can you imagine that? He was like, what a trick. He's trying to get me naked. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh you know, God. like our first, it wasn't even a date. It was like before a date trying to get me. I'm like, no, wise yeah. guy. So I had to, to sit there and watch Germans playing Frisbee naked, doing sit-ups naked, eating naked. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess I'm a, I'm kind of shy. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't watching me on stage doing the playing mayor, but I can't do that. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Well, you are drop dead gorgeous and always will oh, be probably. You. You're so sweet. But uh, you got to save the, the private goods for the I, private goods. You can't go out on the beach and just be like, here's my goods. I mean, that's just how I was raised. I don't know. But yeah, of course. You're, of course. you're, you're, you're from California. No, I'm from Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. and uh, I came out to Los Angeles in 1957. Oh. And uh, speaking of nudity, I, I worked as a mo nude model for many art classes all, all over Los Angeles. Oh, you'll have to prove it to me and send me some sketches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. They kept them. A nude model? Yeah, sure. For a couple of years, at least two years. Wow. I didn't mind. I don't mind that. No, that I just would never imagine, you know, that that's that was your thing. I I know Madonna did it. I didn't know that Don Preston did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like photograph yeah. photographs or sketching. Well, I don't have either one from that period. I'm not giving you anything from this period. No, I meant like did they ever take pictures of you or just sketching? Oh no, just sketch. Oh, that is so funny. Huh. Was it was it hard to stand stand there and not laugh your ass off? Like uh no, it was really hard to keep from getting a, a heart. <laughs> because sometimes there'd be a very cute girl in the front row staring at you, you know, drawing you and oh my god. <laughs> I had I had to think of Walt Disney movies and uh just, you know, anything but that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. And you you used to be a ginger, right? It used to be what? Ginger, like red hair. Oh, no, no. I, I was like a blonde. I, I was a blonde when I was a kid. But like strawberry blonde or not? My, no, no red. Hmm. Just my, uh, my hair grew in dark, you know, at a certain point. Because there's, like, there's some pictures, you know, some black and white pictures, and I, I can't tell. You know, I was like, oh, he looks like he's, because it's curly. Oh, very curly, right. But it was it was blonde. It was not, it was definitely not red, because my wife has red hair. Oh, okay. And, uh, hmm. But she's Jewish. Oh, so love your nails. I don't know many girls that are Jewish and have red hair and green eyes. Ooh, I have green eyes, but definitely no, not a ginger. Oh, wow. but I thought for sure you had the strawberry, strawberry blonde curly locks in, in those pictures. I hmm. I wouldn't mind, believe me. But... Yeah, interesting. So born in Detroit, I thought, oh, well, maybe he's so, you know, open with his nudity because he's from California, but there you go. See, 
now you can tell that I'm not a stalker. I don't know everything about you. And that's why the interview is going to be exciting because we're finding out all this stuff that you used to pose nude. <laughs> yeah. And do you ever go back to Detroit? Probably not. Oh, I've been there a bunch of times and uh, worked in a, a, a club on Woodward Avenue, which was like about a half a mile from a, a um, hotel that my father worked at because he, 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 in his later life, he played piano and uh, he worked there for, I don't know how long, maybe 12 years or something like that. Mm. And uh, they've now they, they changed the name of the room he worked into into the Don Preston room. Oh, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, Th that's a big honor. Um, yeah. You know, the last time I saw you, you were playing a gig. I think it would, might have. No, was it you? Maybe you were in Manhattan. Was it the Iridium? And I saw you carrying your own keyboard. Oh, well, <laughs> sure. Why not? I'm thinking to myself, this is so ridiculous that you guys can't get help to carry your <laughs> fucking well, equipment. Uh, probably in, because it was New York, uh, you rarely get it, you know, any help like that. But yeah, other places uh, around the country will help. <laughs> friendly old new york which i i live six miles north yeah. of i won't even bother going in there no thank you no i i love new york so. yeah but in the last year it's really deteriorated it's not as um inviting as it used to be so it's, it's very dangerous actually i have a lot of uh construction worker friends who go in there mm. rebuilding stuff and they send me videos of things that are happening and um yeah Oh my God! You, Skid Row comes to mind. Seriously. Mm. So we got, yeah, you got to let it get repaired and, um, you know, rebuild before you go in there. Well, kind of Detroit's like that now. I mean, it was ten years ago because I used to go to the house I grew up in, and the main street near my house is just total skid row i mean it's like just nothing but bail bondsmen and and liquor stores yeah that's a pity you that want a, you wonder how that stuff happens oh god i mean it was such a, a sweet place to grow up for one thing lots of good music coming out of there including you oh yeah there was that was the other thing about detroit when i, I went back to detroit well, even before I, I, I left Detroit, I, I, there was a place to play seven days a week, pretty much all day and all night. There was always a place to play with other people, you know. Well, I have, I definitely think Detroit would be easier to build back up than New York, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, probably so, because New York is, uh, I mean, well, I, I don't know what the village is like. Oh, yeah. CBGB's gone. Arturo Vega's loft where the Ramones got famous, gone. Like mm. everything that I liked about New York um, is changed. I don't know. I, I'm not interested in it. I I hang out in Jersey. I have a, my eight-year-old son. 
keeping me um, awake 24 hours a day, pretty much. <laughs> I'm actually in my car doing this, Dawn. I'm looking out the window at the playground where my son is playing. And um, because this is the only place I can get peace and quiet is in my damn car because he's so crazy loud. So did you ever have any kids? I have two kids. Uh and they had each had two kids, so I have four grandchildren. Oh, good. And my grandchildren are in their thirties. Oh, okay. Just, you know that's that's how old I am. Yeah, but hey, you're you know what? That's a a privilege to still be alive. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, sure it is. You know what? I don't like it that people get embarrassed about their age. That's something to brag about. I, I, I'm not embarrassed at all, I, and, and maybe I do brag a little bit, uh, but, you know, when you get to this age, you you, you start thinking, well, let's see, uh, I'm going to die relatively soon, could be a year, could be five years, but it's not going to be long, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... It's, it's just that, that that word death, it starts popping up, you know, every so often. Well, hey, I hear the song Death Don't Have No Mercy very often. and uh, But you know what? A lot of people died at age 27. So, you oh, know what sure. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, made it, you made it past the 27 club. Yeah. <laughs> you made it past the 87 club. So that's something to aspire to. I mean, you must eat healthy. I do very healthy. And I'm writing a song called What's Wrong With Death? What's Wrong With Death? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's exactly when you're going to get some fucking sleep. I, I think to myself sometimes, oh, man, at least when I die, I'm going to get some sleep because I'm certainly not getting any now. But uh, <laughs> um, oh my God. what's wrong with death? That is that is awesome. Actually, you could call the whole album that. That would get a lot of attention, don't you think? Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, my kid is... I, I can't even concentrate. He's running around with a tie-dye shirt on, waving his hands at me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> would you ever consider babysitting? No. <laughs> oh, well, sure, except that the, the ride is a little yeah, I know. hard. Right. Well, if you come to, um, what you call it? If you're coming to New York or New Jersey, you must stop in and visit with your wife and uh, mm-hmm. say hi. You know, you can, you can do like Wolfhart did and just pop in. For dinner. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Something else I was going to ask you, but my kid's distracting me. Here he comes. He is wild as hell. You don't even know. I don't know what I did. I'm a single mom, Don, during a a pandemic. Uh, Well, I know, dear, and I'm sorry that your business suffered so much. Yeah, I'm going to. On the other hand, uh, as I said in my email that you're you are one of the smartest women i know and i can see that you're 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 managing yeah i'm staying afloat every way i can i mean not every way i can there's there's worse things people can do for money i'm 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 taking the high road okay (laughs) have you tried to get unemployment oh yeah that's thank god i got that i got unemployment no child support um living off of savings and oh, sure. um, I started doing OnlyFans, which is, you know, some people teach yoga classes on OnlyFans. Some people um, do vocal lessons and some people pose 
do sexy. I, I'm doing like you, posing nude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the modern day version of what you used to do, let's say. Mm-hmm. There you go. And you're like, what's that address? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I say some silly shit. But <laughs> anyways, don't be such a stranger. You know, I don't, haven't heard from you um, It's in a while. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, yeah, you were telling, hang on. What? I'm all frazzled. Before my kid interrupted me here, he's gone now back to the playground. I wanted to know what things you eat. Well, uh, good question. It's kind of hard to pin down, but I eat a lot of fruit and a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And uh, I eat like salmon. I, I was going to say fish, but I basically only eat salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, uh, oh, well, I just joined Costco, uh, you know, a month or two ago and finding out some of the things they have. One of the things they have is a giant jar of almond butter for like five bucks or something. Oh, really? It's really. And I love that, even though I'm, I'm kind of allergic to almonds because, (laughs) uh, yeah, who would know I mean, I was drinking almond milk, almond uh, drinking, eating almonds, almond this, almond that. Everything was almonds. <laughs> and I got a, 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 what do they call it? It's a, a bladder stone. About the same, oh. About slightly smaller than an egg. And, and the main ingredient in those, in that bladder stone is, is what the main ingredient in almonds. Oh, really? So I, I had to quit eating, you know, all that kind of stuff. But today I will eat an almond sandwich for, oh. uh, you know, like maybe once a week or twice a week. So you, you overdid it on the almonds. I did. And then I paid for it. Oh, damn. Literally. I did not know. I did not know that that can happen. Yeah. I, this, I mean, I, I never even heard of a bladder stone before. And so I, mean, I had to go in, into the operation room and get that. What he did was he uh, was kind of interesting. He made a small incision in my stomach, lower stomach, about a quarter of an inch. And in that hole, he put a, a laser and a camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> And something else, uh, a thing that could drain out the, the, the fluid in my stomach. And wow. He blasted that, that thing with the laser. And the, I mean, he could see it with the camera. So that's how he did it. And then he uh, drained the stomach with all the pieces of, of that stone uh, out of my stomach. Damn. And, and that's uh, that's phenomenal i mean of course i didn't feel the thing or know anything about it but uh that was gone and after that it was just gone amazing what they can do nowadays oh it is totally amazing yeah and and do you work out at all i play tennis that's basically my main source of you know exercise oh Um, although i will say that mostly because of the pandemic 
I didn't, I stopped playing. And, and the other reason was because I had so much stuff to do. <laughs> I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't afford the, the time. Yeah, but yeah, moving, moving is, is really, really important and it's healthy, very, isn't it? Extremely important. Yeah. So, so you got to get busy. I'm going back to it now. Uh, the last time I tried going back to it, a few days, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I mean, I could play, but only for like 20 minutes. Oh, you're out of breath? I just, my whole body uh, was, couldn't do it. God. Worn out. I mean, I'm, you know, because of your, when you're 83, you don't have the, the strength that you had before. Yeah, of course. And so I'm going out in a couple of days and hit, just hit balls with a friend of mine here. And, uh, and, and if I do that like a few times a week, I, I'm pretty sure that I'll get back, uh, to where I was. You got to start really slow. Yeah. And, and I'm also blind in one eye. So playing tennis oh, is a little harder for me than um, most people because you don't have any uh, depth perception, you know, but you do, even with one eye, you do have a kind of depth perception in terms of, uh, well, the way when you see something far away, you see it as far away. You don't see it close. Well, how did the blind in one eye situation happen? I'm not sure how it happened, but it's uh, it's what they call macular degeneration. Oh, and what that so means it... is that the macular is part of your eye. It's, it's in the exact back of your eye. And it's what you use to focus on. Wherever you look, you're seeing with the, the macular. So some, sometimes the macular gets damaged, like, and blood will, will clot, you know, around it. And, and, and that blood stops you from seeing. So my right eye, oh, I, can, uh, I cannot see. I can, there's like a big black thing, cloud or whatever you want to call it, that's, in in my right eye wherever i look oh no but on the other hand on on the edges of that i can see everything around that so hmm. but as long as i don't look at it i can see it oh i see you have per peripheral is that called peripheral vision yeah yeah oh, okay. my left eye i i have a little one and that i can see through it's it's not completely opaque it's it's like transparent but i can see so, it like when i wake up in the morning and it's kind of dark in the room and see right now i'm looking in, in my studio and i can't see it at all are there any are there any glasses that you can get that will help that situation no the, oh. the reason is because it's in the back of the eye and, and there's nothing oh. to do about it they can't go in with a laser and break that shit up because I was at the eye doctor today and she said she saw a freckle in my eye. And I'm like, what? She goes, oh, it's in the back of your eye. And she, she took a picture of it and showed me. And she's like, well, we'll check it in a year. And if that freckle has grown, then we have to blast it with a laser. Oh, well, I don't know. I, 
I've never heard of anything like that. Well, might want to look into it. Well, know, I have, believe me, dear, I have looked into, I mean, I have everything. I have books on, on the Mac. Oh. Oh. And, uh, it just, you know, if there was. But a, wait, Roy, Orb- Roy Orbison could barely see, and he was still, you know, genius, right? I mean, he was still touring and making music and stuff. You're not going to stop. Who? For Roy Orbison. Oh, right. No, I, I didn't know that. He was, he, he had, that's why he had those really ugly, thick, nasty glasses. He could barely see at all. He was like blind as a bat. Oh, I know somebody like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually but legally that... blind, but But you sound fine to me. You yeah, sound I'm just... fine, and I can drive a car and uh, you know play tennis and do all those things that normal public people would do. That's great. But, uh, you know, meanwhile, it's it does like it takes me uh, maybe twenty minutes to get warmed up. And what warming up is is training your 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 mind to see the ball and be able to hit it when it comes at you, because huh. you, you only have one eye, and 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 it's like when you have two eyes, you see uh, this three dimensional thing. One eye, you don't have the three dimension. You oh. you just see life or you know the whole world the way it is but with only with not with that dimension i'm after today being at the eye doctor i'm just so grateful for my sight that i have because she they put those drops in it to make my pupils really 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 big and it made me actually nauseous oh my goodness, you know yeah. yeah and i couldn't hardly drive after mm-hmm. and so we take our vision for granted and I'm so damn lucky and happy that I still have my eyes and, uh, you know, and ears. God, can you, if you had to give up one sight or hearing, which one would you give up? I have thought about that many, many times and I would give up my hearing before my sight. Oh, Uh, to me, the sight is more important in, in everyday living. You know, with hearing, you can get by with that. I mean, it's just not hearing stuff. But with sight, well, we can you still can't. you can still put your fingers on speakers and get the vibration, right? Yeah, but still, oh. with sight, if you don't have your sight, you know, you can't even make dinner, you know, or whatever. You know, I mean, it's it's a bigger challenge. Of course, imagine being. I, I even saw a blind guy drive his car. Oh God. But not very far. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> very, well, they're making they're making cars now. I mean, soon. Oh, right. That you, you don't even self-driving don't cars. It. Yeah. That's incredible. And uh, well, can you imagine what it was like being Ray Charles. Oh God! I, this guy I was just talking about was exactly like Ray Charles. Wow. Just, even when he sang, he sounded like Ray Charles. And, wow. But he could go in his studio and, and record stuff. He had a board and, and he knew all the, the equipment he had, you know, like all of the stuff. He was brilliant, totally brilliant. That being able to do all that stuff, well, being blind. Oh, my God. 
Did Did you happen to see the movie Ray? No, I, I've never seen that, but I, I know I love the actor, and and I I, I should see Jamie Foxx. Well, you know, yeah, Tom Fowler worked it's... for him for I don't know how long, maybe oh, wow. twelve or thirteen or fourteen years, something like that. And and he was, you know, these guys, they had to pay their own way to get to the next gig. And things like that, and and they had to pay their hotel, and they didn't get hardly any money to begin with. I mean, it was really horrible. Wait, Tom Fowler worked for Ray Charles, or yeah, really? Yes, he did. Oh my God, that's amazing. Well, Tom is a great bass player, anyhow. Any way you want to think about it. And he, and he, you would think that anyone who played with Ray Charles, oh, sorry, Ray Charles would be wealthy, but no, I guess. Not. Oh no, no, because. When Ray Childs was like in his twenties, he worked for other guys, and they didn't pay him. Oh, you know, so it was kind of like, oh, this is how you do mm -hmm. it. I saw how in the film how Ray was ripped off repeatedly, because when it was time for pay time, he couldn't tell the difference between a one or a twenty. Oh no! Yeah. Um, that's why you got to watch the movie. Got to watch the movie. Okay, I will. It's really good. Three hours long, though, so you and your, your wife cannot totally get cozy. Just lay there and watch it for three hours. But, yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Right, sweet stuff. I'm going to go. All right. Got my kid in the back of the car. Say hi, Desmond. Hi. <laughs> hi, Dudley. <laughs> Desmond <laughs> I named him after the Beatles song Oh Blood D, Oh Blood Da Desmond has a barrow at the marketplace Desmond Oh, yeah. Desmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah But Dudley's a cute name too God if I had another boy But uh, no way, the baby shop is closed uh, I'm not having that anymore Well, Jeez Yeah, at least you did that I mean, that's an important part of life well, you know, I have a daughter too, I guess, or maybe you didn't know. I have a daughter from a German oh. and she, yeah, she's, she's um, a little bit older now, take care of herself. And uh, I thought I was in the clear retiring from babies and stuff. And then that happened. So, but you know what, just like Bob Ross used to say, a happy accident. Oh yeah. There's no such, there's no such thing as mistakes, only happy accidents. And he is a sweetheart, but yeah. Like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> I think the happiest time in my life is when my kids were growing up and Aww. seeing them grow up and helping them learn things and everything. You know, That's sweet. That, that was really something. And was it easy? I mean, did you have to go on tour when your kids were young? I did, which, I mean, didn't help any, but I mean, uh, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. You got to go out and make the yeah, bacon. Yeah. So I was. That's my only skill as far as, far as that goes, uh, as far as making money, playing the piano. So that that's basically your your only job you've had your whole life is playing the piano. Yeah. That's great, and, and posing nude. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> other thing I did. In my life, <laughs> you learn something new every yeah. day for sure. 
But um, you know what? You have to be happy, though, Don, because you know how many millions of people wish they could make ends meet with music. Oh, I know. I know, you know? that. Yeah, I am totally grateful for all of that. Yeah. You're so incredibly lucky. I mean, and talented, obviously. Talent comes first and then luck because mm-hmm. so many people you know, you see busking in subways and they're talented, but they never ever going to make a living, you know? So it's so great. And even though you played with Frank, I don't believe Frank was ever wealthy and anyone who plays Frank's music, you know, tribute bands, they're never going to make any money because like they say, there's no commercial potential in that music. That's what the record company told Frank. That's true, but he was very wealthy. Uh, a friend oh, of mine went, didn't seem like a friend it. Of mine went to to the bank, and he just happened to be talking to this bank manager, and he he has, and he said something like, "Oh, I bet you have some wealthy clients here because of the neighborhood." And uh, and the guy says, "Well, we had we do, but the the wealthiest client we have here is Frank Zappa because he invested wow. money. He did a lot of investing." And he invested in things that uh, people wouldn't normally invest in that were uh, like high-tech companies and stuff like that. Hmm, I did not know that. He was was worth a few million, uh, quite a few million. Well, I guess after he passed, the family didn't spend it well because... I think I think Gail spent all of the money on legal, actually fighting Wolfheart. She she spent most of the money fighting Wolfheart, the Zappanella, and well, she you know, she instigated three lawsuits there, and lost all three. Yeah, of them. and I don't I know. think she ever paid what she owed them. Maybe over a yeah. long period of time, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's better just to hang on to your eggs rather than, uh, you know what I mean? Like spending all that money fighting people when it could have been spent elsewhere would have been a a better idea. But I mean, I remember when Project Object used to tour and Andre would tell me that Gail would actually call the clubs, threaten them, saying, if you let Project Object play, we're going to sue you. And a lot of the gigs were canceled on tour. Which would cost the band a shitload of money because, you know, you would you would have to pay for yourself to be alive on tour, hotels and food, and there wouldn't be that gig. Right. You know? Right. Right? Did it happen with you when you were on tour with them? Yeah, it did happen. Uh, uh, there, was, there was like a couple places uh, in particular where she got the musician's union to threaten the club. And, uh, and Andre got on it right away and, and, and he showed me, I mean, there was no, it, it was a threat, but it, there was nothing behind it. And so he, he, the, but it still scared a lot of the club owners to not allow you to play. Well, in that particular case, it was only one club and, and we did play there. Oh. But uh, yeah, she. Well, Andre said a lot of the she gigs tried were a lot of things like know. that, and and, and I always attribute to the fact that 
he would bring girls home to his house and and uh, have sex, you know, and, and and they'd stay at the house. But Gail wasn't allowed to come down <laughs> to the basement where were, they were living. The man cave. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there was Lucy, who I don't know if Zappa had sex with her or not. I think she, he did because uh, she was totally cute. And, Who's Lucy? Well, she stayed at the house. She was kind of like a babysitter. Oh, is that the one that Roger Waters had an affair with? Because when I was massaging Roger Waters in Berlin, oh, God, I think it was 2005, maybe 2007. I can't remember. Um, I asked him about hmm. Frank, and he said, I mean, I, I reminded him that he played with Frank hmm. on stage I think it was Belgium. And he's like, no, that's not true. I go, yeah, it is. I've seen the video. And he's like, oh. And then he says, well, let me tell you something about Frank. I stayed at his house one whole summer. And I had an affair with his nanny, his babysitter. And I ended up breaking her heart. Um, I'm like, what? So maybe that's the same girl. Well, I'm not positive that she died. She, you know, she loved gay guys. And she died of AIDS. Uh Wait, yeah, she loved yeah, gay guys. Really but I think like, she literally? died before the year 2000. I'm not positive, but I think so. No, but I mean, he had an affair with her way back when, like, you know, in the 60s or something. Oh, my God. No kidding. Most totally positive. Yeah, he said. I mean. Uh, yeah. He said it, it wasn't, you know, it was in this in the 60s, maybe early 70s or something. He spent a whole summer there, ended up dating Frank's yeah. nanny and ended up breaking her heart. So it, maybe that's the same girl. So is is Lucy the um, the reason for the song Lucille? Is she no. the inspiration for Lucille? Has, that Zappa no? didn't write that song. Oh, I who did? It was an R and B group. I'm not. Oh. Oh wow! And he and he covered oh, it. Yeah, we covered a bunch of. Our, Oh no! But I thought I didn't know that Lucille was a cover White song. Damn it! Lemon juice—that was not Zappa, and uh, a whole oh. bunch of songs like that. On the other hand, well, uh, "Memories of El Monte" was written by Zappa and uh, Ray Collins, and it was performed by the Penguins. Ah. <laughs> by the Penguins. Oh, okay. So sometimes people would cover Frank's music and vice versa but i did not know that lucille well, was a, that wasn't a somebody cover. else because uh, nobody had done it before oh okay yeah. so they wrote it and for after him. they did it uh we played that song in, in the band for quite a while for, i mean quite a while meaning a year or two what do you mean um project no, no, objects no, no. The, the mothers of invention no, but oh, you're not talking about Lucille though, because no, that I'm came out on uh, Memories um, of El Monte. Oh, okay. See, I'm all, I'm all over the place. Ah, see that? I'm so glad you're you're bringing out all this info now. I could talk to you for hours. Well, <laughs> but you're, let's get back to Lucy. She was the nanny, and everybody was lusting after her. Well, I don't know about everybody, but uh, the thing is, she would climb trees and walk around the house and, and uh, hang out in the where the pool was 
uh, wearing nothing but a, a, a little bikini bottom. She never wore any clothes other than a little bottom. Oh, you mean like no, no shirt? shirt? Oh, well then. She was actually okay. nude, Rule. except for those little bikini panties that she had. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Get, I mean, what? How old was she? Um, God, when she was living there, I think she was in her twenties. Oh, okay. And Gail was okay with a, a hot twenty-year-old hanging around with oh, her sure. tits out. <laughs> sure. Wow. It's part of the <laughs> well, you see. You're never supposed to hire a hot nanny. That's rule number one. I mean, that's how my dad and mom broke up, actually, from a hot nanny. So, you know. Well, I think um, Frank had sex with her, but not, not a lot, you know. Considering, but she was there for 10 years at least. Oh, wow. Damn. I wonder if there's any illegitimate kids running around. That would be interesting. Uh, I really doubt that. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, I do know that. motels. Also with no clothes oh, okay. On, you know. <laughs> oh, maybe is she the, the the girl on the on the cover with the big boobs? She didn't have big boobs. That, that yeah, drawing? Nice little perky boobs. But. <laughs> oh, okay. That she, uh, <laughs> she had black hair, kind of short. And, uh. Very animated person, you know, like very kind of excited about all things. Well, if she's actually in the movie 200 Motels, I'm going to oh, have yeah, to go back totally. and look at her then. A, she and Janet kind of uh, hung together and and played uh, played in this movie. I mean, the movie's so crazy that, you know, you don't know why they're there or whatever. <laughs> Everybody has to have at least yeah, one crazy Keith movie. Keith Moon wound up in their room, in their like room, you know, in the movie, and and died in, and he floated up into the air, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oops, I have two hundred motels. I have the poster in my kitchen yeah. here. Oops. It's- um, I gotta check it out. I want to see what Lucy looks like. I'm, I'm amused at this story. So there was uh, Lucy and Janet with Paul Harfoffs. He was a roadie for the band, and, and she was his girlfriend. And then there was uh, what's her name? The oh damn it. This girl who wrote a bunch of books about her being a groupie and, and screwing with the uh, oh Pamela, Pamela the bars. Right. So she was in the movie too, mm-hmm. but she really didn't do anything. She kind of pretended to be a columnist in the movie. Oh, but mm-hmm. anyhow, she wanted me to be in. She asked me to be in her second book about groupies, and I said, "Sweetheart, I massage rock stars for a living. I don't fuck them. Of S- sorry, I can't be. In, yeah, I can't be right. in your book." And she, 
you know, I was like, I found a way to hang out with them without doing what you do. And no offense. I mean, hey, somebody has to keep the guys happy on the road. You know, I I have nothing against what he does. And it's just, um, well, you know, I think she it's fun. Mick Jagger. And I'll Jimmy really Page. You know all that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I read I first read book, the, the first book. I'm yeah. um, with the band. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, I and I was like, wow, this is a good read. Didn't want anything to do with me. Because I wasn't famous. Oh, well. Oh, God. You well, are? I now, but she's, I don't know where she is. Oh, you know what? The last time I saw her, there was, um, there's a Jimi Hendrix. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, by the way. A Jimi Hendrix porn. Okay. And it's put out by, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but a very famous DVD production company. This is like 10, 15 years ago. I was just out of curiosity. I was like, I have to see this because I'm a big Jimi Hendrix fan. I have a, a giant Hendrix tattoo on my <laughs> right hip, a big one, oh my like God. life size, okay. the size of the head. You know, oh, I'll okay. send you a picture of it. I'm, I'm, I can't believe you haven't seen it. But anyways, I was like, against my better judgment i rented it and i watched it and i was appalled for two reasons i'm sure 100 percent sure this dvd production company paid pamela the bars and um who's the one who does the penises oh uh, you know the um <laughs> i i used to know her pretty well she never did me though thank god but uh plaster caster cynthia plaster caster Okay, so listen to this. These two old hussies, yeah, in this DVD are, are are like moderating the DVD. Okay, here he is. That's oh yeah, that's definitely Jimi Hendrix. I should know. I did a, a plaster caster on his cock. I'm I'm sorry, that's not Jimi Hendrix. It's some really wasted black dude who can't even keep his eyes open or his head <laughs> up. He's laying on a bed naked. He's, he's totally unresponsive. It's like this guy was raped and there's um, two naked girls, very mm. hot naked girls, bouncing up and down on his oh lifeless body. And that's, that's um. what the movie is. That's it. And I'm sorry, that is not Jimi Hendrix. And and if it was, they drugged him and he didn't know. It doesn't mm. look like him to me. But how dare... I, I just can't believe how desperate... Pam and Cynthia must have been for money just to stand there and be like, yeah. And anyone who's listening to this, if you don't believe me, go rent it yourself. It's a Jimi Hendrix porno and and you'll be disgusted because a, if it is Jimmy, how dare you do that to him when he's completely and utterly passed out high on drugs or drunk. He's not even moving. Oh it looks God. like he's dead. That's horrible. Yeah, he's not moving. He, he not once, not once does he talk or open his eyes or move. He's laying there, just a body. B, if it's not Jimmy, how dare they pretend it's Jimmy for money? But either way, it's sickening. So that's the last time I heard of Pamela to bars. I'm not a fan. Yes, anybody in the world who adores groupies thinks she's great. And okay, she got to be with Frank and the the girls yeah, yeah. together outrageously. 
um, you know, and guess what? It's not hard to fuck rock stars because pretty much every, almost every one of them that I've massaged has offered me sex. It's not hard to fuck a rock star. So if your claim to fame is you fuck rock stars and <laughs> yeah, but, oh my God. you know, so I, I had more respect for her until I saw the Jimi Hendrix porn. Then I, I really got wow. sick and that's it. So, yeah, I mean, she was gorgeous when she was young and of course, you know, rock stars are going to want to bang her. hundred yeah. percent. I totally get it. I'm just, the Jimi Hendrix things sealed the deal for me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, really pissed. Got to, got to defend Jimmy. Yeah. I, you know, just for shits and grins. Okay. Now you have to get a piece of paper and pen out, Don, and write this down. Dot wants me to watch uh, Ray, three hours long okay, movie yeah, about yeah. Ray. Um, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. We talk about so many Rays. B... Uh, the Jimi Hendrix porn. So you got homework to do. I watched that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know, but to take my word for it, because I mean, you know, I, I um, take your word for it, how horrible it is, and I, I don't need any more than that. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's just that I'm I can't I'm I'm not making it up. It's that I'm sure. it's that bad. You know, if someone's gonna make a porn with me, I better be awake. Imagine if it was the other no. way around. Don, imagine if it was a woman laying there, yeah. lifeless, her eyes closed, and there was wow. two guys banging her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how, how would that be okay? But it's okay if there's a lifeless yeah. guy laying there. I don't know. I don't think it's okay. But anyways, how did we end up talking about porn? I don't know. Yeah. I forgot. Like, <laughs> it's okay, dear. Oh, oh, geez. Anyhow, I will follow up with this. Um, you know, we'll call, I'm going to call you again in like, I don't know, a couple months or something and say hi, because the sound tonight was messed up sometimes because we lost Wi-Fi connection and my kid was in and out of the car. But you know what? I think that's endearing to, to listeners because, you know, it's not like, hey, you're, we're listening to WKRP and that's uh, car. You know, it's, it's just... It's just it is what it is. It's a little it's a little comfy chat with Don, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, sweetie. When it's when it when I publish it, I'm gonna send you the link and um if you want to listen to well, it. Thank so. you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. And I'm gonna play the audio of that video testimonial you made for me a few years ago. Remember wow. you were so sweet you did that? I'm taking the audio out of that and I'm putting it in here and show people how sweetheart, how much of a sweetheart you are. You know, well, you're great. I, I've always loved uh, what you do <laughs> and and how you set it up to be a big business. Or I assume it was pretty big. Yeah, yeah, and, it was. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's <sighs> going to be over in like July or August. Hopefully, you can resume. Uh, Hope so. Doing what you do best. Yeah, we got to wait for the tours to yeah. start. That's what I do. I cater to the touring rock right, and right. and pop stars. If if they don't tour, then you know, well, you got to get yeah. back out there on the road. Yeah, totally. All right, yeah, Don. It was great talking you. to you. And, uh, yeah, I do have to go like, as well. All right, All I'll right. be in touch be soon. Okay. And be careful. Love you. You know, I love you I too, will. dear. Love you, Don. Thank you. Bye, bye. Bye.